A partir de agora, Galeria de Ideias. Um programa trazendo novidades, criações e opiniões de brasileiros no mundo. Participe você também. Apresentação, Patrícia Curti. Direto de Barcelona, Espanha. Galeria de Ideias. Bom dia, boa tarde e boa noite, queridos ouvintes do Gallery of Ideas, Galeria de Ideias, a tua rádio poliglota, broadcasting diretamente de Barcelona, Espanha. Vai ser um programa todo em inglês e só no finalzinho que vamos estar, é, vou estar switching back to Portuguese. Vamos estar fazendo então a primeira parte do programa em inglês e a segunda parte e a última parte em português. E que temos um convidado especial hoje, que é diretamente, que vem diretamente do Brasil, trazendo, contribuindo com a sua arte, com os seus poemas. E hoje vamos colocar no ar um dos poemas desse grande artista brasileiro, que também vai estar no programa do nosso querido Hector Ayala. Não, no Poetry Salon, depois um pouquinho mais para frente hoje. Mas agora vamos switch. Back to English, because as I was saying in Portuguese, the first half of the show is going to be in English and the second half is going to be in Portuguese, where we are going to be introducing a great guest from Brazil and he's going to be sharing some of his poems. And I can't wait to hear this amazing artist that we're going to find out a little bit more at the end of the show. So let's get started. Let's get started with the themes that we have for today's show. For today's shows, we are talking about the Polyglot Mission. And uh, this week, as usual, now, every week I put a question in the Polyglot group, the Polyglot community in Facebook. It's a group that is run by Jimmy Mello, my dear friend Jimmy Mello. And the entire community is so engaging and is so passionate about the world of languages and the polyglot. It's unbelievable. I love this group and I really recommend everyone to join the polyglots community. Beautiful group to be in if you are interested in. So I've asked this week, what is your polyglot mission? And we've got so many answers, so many different, even funny replies. People have all different kind of missions. Yes, they do. Polyglots do have missions about what they're going to do with all the languages they learn, right? So we're going to find out a little bit more about the polyglot mission with this amazing group of people that are collaborating. And some of them, they are even bringing their voice to the radio. We are going to be sharing this in a little bit. Also, I'm bringing today to all of you my top 10 most notable list of the polyglots in history okay there are as many as 7,000 different languages spoken worldwide and according to the history collection website right now more than half the people in the world are bilingual that is alongside their own mother tongue they are able to speak at least one other language fluently isn't that amazing i think it's fascinating and then there are the Polyglots, oh my goodness, this is like another category, another world. These are talented few who are capable of speaking not one or two, but at least five languages fluently. Some can even speak more than a dozen and are capable of mastering a new one in a matter of months, if not weeks. Such a skill is widely looked upon with fascination, of course. 
and sometimes even envy. And this has been always the case. Throughout history, there are numerous examples of notable figures being fluent in many different languages, often using this skill to their advantage. In some cases, these historical polyglots were straight-up geniuses. In other instances, however, they were required to knuckle down and study hard in order to get the grips with the new languages and dialects. Maybe they needed different languages in order to rule over desperate people or to understand the latest scientific thinking or political arguments. A few other cases, the, these polyglots just loved languages and became polyglots through passion rather than necessity. So today, from the men of gods who could speak in tongues to the science geniuses whose language skills were just one of many talents, in today's shows, I will share my top 10 most notable polyglots in history. <laughs> and to kick off our top 10 list, let's get started with number 10. And I bring it to you, Cleopatra. As almost everyone with an interest in history knows, Cleopatra was a remarkable woman. She was the first of the Ptolemaic rulers of Egypt to learn the local language. And it was just one of the many languages the Queen of Nile spoke. Cleopatra was also famously very beautiful. She was also highly intelligent not at least in her recognition that learning many languages could help her consolidate and then grow her power. As with the Ptolemaic rulers, Cleopatra spoke Greek as a native tongue. But while none of her predecessors bothered to learn the language of the people they ruled over, the Queen of the Nile was different. It's likely she learned Egypt from birth, having been exposed to it by her nannies and servants. Either way, speaking the local language was what a modern-day politician would call an excellent PR exercise, keeping the people on her side. Uh, such a politic-first view was almost probably the reason Cleopatra learned to speak at least another six languages. So here you go, my top pick for number 10. Let's go now to number 9. And the number nine goes to Queen Elizabeth I. She was clever and she had a thing for linguistics. In fact, it was claimed that the future Queen of England was fluent in six languages by the age of 11. Elizabeth spoke English, Greek, Latin, Spanish, Welsh and French all fluently. It's also believed that she had a good understanding of Flemish and Italian. Well, according to Roger Asham, the scholar who serves as her final tutor, Elizabeth truly excelled at languages. She was blessed with flawless recall and could speak in a range of different accents as well. So she was put such skills to use after she was crowned Queen of England and Ireland in November 1558. In particular, she used her knowledge of foreign languages to shape her foreign policy. Indeed, it might have been the case that her knowledge of their own language helped Elizabeth plot victory over the Spanish, most notably with the defeat of the Spanish Armada in 1588, still regarded as one of the finest and most significant military victories in all of English history. And now we go to my number eight, Tesla. 
Do you know that Tesla was not just an engineering genius, but he was also a polyglot who traveled the world, learning languages as he went. So Tesla is often cited as one of the brightest minds of recent, recent history. Small wonder then that the engineer genius was also a polyglot. Or more accurately, he was a hyper-polyglot, having mastered more than five languages. While it was only to be expected that he spoke several languages and dialects, after all, he was born and raised in the 19th century Europe, where national boundaries were blurred and contested. He pushed himself to master even more tongues, even when there was no real need for them in his in everyday life. Tesla was born in 1856 in the town of Smijan. While that was then part of the Austrian Empire, it is today part of Croatia. As a result, the young Nikola Tesla grew up speaking not only German, but also Serbo-Croatian. What's more, French was also part of the formal education back then for bright boys. So by the time he reached the age of 10, he was fluent in three languages and well on his way to mastering a fourth. After school, he moved to Budapest to work for the city's telephone exchange. According to some of his biographers, he learned Hungarian there before heading to Paris a year later, giving him a chance to hone his engineering skills at the Continental Edison Company while also perfecting his speech. In 1984, Tesla decided to move to the United States, the country he would call home for the rest of his life. He then settled down in New York City. He quickly learned English and was soon speaking and writing the language fluently. It was here that he also made a name for himself. Well, a fortune for himself as well. However, though he was obviously blessed with an excellent language skills, the brilliant engineer was largely reclusive, preferring to spend up the to eight four hours at time on his office or workshop. He was famous um, that he never had time for love or romance, so it's doubtful that he had much chance to use his foreign language skills either. Polyglot number seven, Sir Christopher Lee. Sir Christopher Frank Carandini Lee was far more than just a Hollywood superstar. Sir Christopher Lee used his awesome language skills to fight Nazis before he even went to become a Hollywood superstar. This actor, who enjoyed a career spanning six decades, was a, an accomplished singer, an author, and had enjoyed a distinguished career in the British Army. He was also a polyglot. Indeed, Lee he spoke five languages fluently. Plus, he had an excellent understanding of three more. Such an ability undoubtedly came in useful during his time as a special forces secret agent and then as a globe-trotting actor. Sir Christopher Lee was born in London in 1922. Lee's mother was an Italian countess. Naturally then, he grew up bilingual. When young Christopher was still a young boy, his parents separated and he went with his mother to Switzerland. There, he started his private schooling and picked up the French and the German languages, as well as the acting bug after a starring role in a school production. After a few years, he returned to England and studied the classics, becoming adept in Greek and Latin. During the Second World War, Lee served in South Africa, in Egypt, and then in Italy. In later life, he revealed that he was part of the fledgling SAS 
taking part in ultra-secret commando raids behind enemy lines. Once the war was over, his fluent French and German meant he was selected to help track down and then interrogate Nazi war criminals. Then, not wanting to stay in the army forced, forces or work in an office, Lee decided to go into acting. He spent 10 years as a jobbing actor before finding fame in the Hammer horror genre. After a decade playing fantasy villains and monsters, he moved, in, he moved on to James Bond and from there to Hollywood, most notably in the Lord of the Rings movies. So, Mr. Lee was fluent in French, German, Italian, and Spanish alongside his native English. He was also proficient in Swedish, Russian, and Greek. Here we go. Let's move on to the polyglot number seven. John von Neumann was the finest mathematician of his time, working on quantum physics to nuclear weapons, and he was also a genius at learning new languages. He was hailed as the greatest mathematician of his generation, while this was certainly true. John von Neumann was so much more than this. This man was a true genius and um, polymath. He excelled in a number of fields. He was a pioneer in research in algebra, quantum physics, and economics. He even made an invaluable contribution to the development of nuclear weapons during the Manhattan Project and played a part in the development of the modern computer. Unsurprisingly, von Neumann was also Guess what? A polyglot. Yes, you guessed right. He was capable of speaking multiple languages as well as translating from one to another instantaneously. He was born in Budapest in 1903. Von Neumann was the ultimate child protégé. As well as showing an aptitude for math, he also learned languages at an astonishing rate. By the age of six, he could speak influent ancient Greek as well as his native Hungarian. Alongside, his father ordered that his child learned English, French, German, and Italian, all before they went to school at the age of 10. Later, after his formal schooling, he attended university in Budapest and then in Berlin. He was then offered a lifetime professorship at the Institute for Advanced Study, IAS, in New Jersey, at the age of just 30. Eh, that's correct. He accepted and he moved to the United States. It was in America then where von Neumann carried out almost of all of his important work. He remained in the IAS until his death in 1957. Ever since, he has been regarded as one of the finest minds of the 20th century. And his work is still highly relevant and influential to this day. So, to add to his language skills, Von Neumann was fluent in French, German, Latin, Greek, English, and Yiddish, in addition to his native language, Hungarian. And now let's move on to polyglots in history number six. And I bring to you Giuseppe Caspar Mezzofanti. Giuseppe Caspar Mezzofanti is probably the ultimate polyglot. This Italian man of God was reportedly fluent in as many, wait a minute, wait for it, 40 languages, my people, 40 languages. Plus, he had a good working knowledge, uh, apparently, of another additional 30. I mean, his sharp brain and, and keen ambition to better himself meant that Mezzofanti not only excelled at languages, but also rose up 
to the very top of the Catholic Church, becoming a cardinal, one step away from Pope. Mezzofanti was born in Bologna in 1774. His father was a struggling carpenter and his son was expected to follow him into the trade. The legend goes that as a young boy, Mezzofanti would practice carving wood on the streets right outside the private school. He could hear the teacher giving lessons in Latin and Greek and the young boy picked both languages just like that. Before long, that teacher found out about the remarkable youth outside the school walls and invited him to join the class. Mezzofanti's parents, far from being dismayed their son would have, wouldn't have a trade, encouraged him to gain a full education. After a few years, Mezzofanti moved schools. He went to a Catholic private school where he came into contact with the missionaries from different countries. And bingo, through speaking with them, he learned Spanish, German and Swedish, and then added several more languages to his growing repertoire while studying for his priesthood. By the time he was ordained, he knew several Asian tongues, plus his later work as an ambassador placed him in contact with other European nationals, allowing him to learn even more. At the turn of the century, Mezzofanti was working as a librarian in Bologna. He then served as professor of Oriental languages and Greek at the city's prestigious university, a position he would hold for more than 15 years until the Pope called him to the Vatican. And now moving on to the number five in my list of polyglots in history. And in my list number five, I've chosen someone from Germany, a top German diplomat called Emil Krebs. Emil Krebs was fluent in 12 languages by the age of 17. Unbelievable. And his unique skills helped him become a top German diplomat. For the residents of Freiburg, a small city in Silesia, in Germany, though now it's Poland, okay, uh, the sight of Emil Krebs walking around talking to himself was nothing unusual. In fact, it was a daily occurrence. Even as a young boy in the 1870s, the carpenter's son would regularly walk through the town with a book under his arm, muttering to himself. Far from being crazy, however, he was actually mastering his foreign language skills. And the method obviously worked when in 1887 he enrolled at the University of Breslau at the age of 17. Krebs was already fluent in 12 languages, my beautiful people, and he was just getting started. Oh yes. Within a year, Krebs had ditched his plans to study law and instead focused his entire attention on learning new languages. He mastered Chinese and then Turkish before starting a career as a diplomat. Inevitable, inevitably, the German government put his language skills to use and Krebs was sent to China. Before long, he was the chief interpreter between the Germans and the Chinese, though he didn't really care about his job. Instead, he, was ju he just wanted to learn more languages. While the First World War raged, Krebs taught himself Mongolian, Maturian and Tibetan, among other tongues. Krebs' method was simple but effective. He would forego all pleasures and social events and spend his evenings and nights learning languages, even if this meant sleeping on the job during the day. He learned several languages at the time, dedicating a different day of the week to each one of the languages. According to some contemporary accounts, Krebs could go from no knowledge of a language to a native speaker level in just nine weeks. Oh my goodness. 
Sadly for him, when the war ended, relations between China and Germany broke down and he was sent back to Berlin. He was then working in a foreign office in 1918 onwards. Again, however, this his passion remained languages. In all, he is said to have mastered an incredible 68 languages and had knowledge of 111 more. When he died in 1930, at home, in bed, in the middle of translating something. His brain was removed and taken away from for research. It remains in the collection of Vought Institute for Brain Research till this day. Now, that's unbelievable. Right, moving on to number four. Polyglots in history, number four. Some people say this guy was the smartest human being who ever lived. Well, this might be an exaggeration and certainly impossible to prove either way, but William James Siddes was undoubtedly an intelligent chap, a very intelligent man indeed. He was a child who grew up to become a math genius. And what's more, he was a talent linguistic, mastering foreign language as he mastered maths and physics. William James in, was born in downtown New York City in 1898 the son of the psychologist Boris Sidis. From birth, the father wished his boy to be not just intelligent, but a genius. As such, he challenged the infant to put himself, trying to instill a love for knowledge, of knowledge in the boy before he could even walk. While highly controversial, the precocious style of parenting seemed to work. According to his father, Sidis was reading the local newspaper by 18 months. Oh my, what's more? By the age of just eight, he was fluent in eight languages, including Russian, German, Hebrew, and Armenian. And if that wasn't enough, Sidis also invented a language of his own, of course, which he called Werder Gut. After his homeschooling, Sidis went off to Harvard at the age of just 11, you know, as you do. He focused on physics and wrote a pioneering work on dark matter and the origins of life when he was just to anyone. Gradually, however, he became better known for his eccentric ways than for his genius. He eventually retired from his public appearances and academic life. When he did put publish, when he did publish anything in the 1930s and 40s, it was usually under a pseudonym. He died in 1944 at the age of 46, and it was his powerful brain that killed him, as it did for his father as well from a cerebral tumor. And now everything boils down to three more amazing polyglots in my list. And number three goes to Vladimir Nabokov. Uh, may have had Russian as his mother tongue, but he became a worldwide sensation writing in what language? In English, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, his most famous no novel was Lolita. It caused a huge scandal back then when it was published in 1955. And thanks to its controversial topic, it, it continues to provoke people to this day. But Lolita was far from Nabokov's only work of note. He published dozens of works over a 40-year career, making full use of his language skills to craft fine prose for a global audience. Nabokov was born just before the turn of the century in St. Petersburg in 1899. Due to his family's social status, they were forced to flee Russia with the 1917 revolution, moving to Crimea and then to England. It was here 
that Nabokov enrolled at the prestigious, prestigious University of Cambridge to read Slavic and Romance languages. In the 1920s, the family moved again, this time to Germany. In Berlin, Nabokov spent much of his time within the Russian exile community. He learned little German, but did begin writing before Long was making a name for himself. This great man of letters himself boasted that he was trilingual, able to speak and write in English, French and Russian. Uh, this was alongside his ability to speak some German as well as Czech and Ukrainian. However, despite his language skills, Nabokov once reveals that he never actually thought in words anyway. Rather, he claims to always think in images, and he believed that, uh, that this was reflected in his writing. And number two goes to da -da -da -da, da -da -da -da, the Emperor of Brazil, my country, Pedro II. Pedro II, he was just five years old when his father, Pedro I of Brazil, abdicated and left him on the throne. The boy emperor was forced to grow up fast, really fast. He had to study hard and widely in preparation for taking on the full responsibilities of his elevated position. By all means, it was a sad and lonely childhood. However, Pedro did develop a love of learning. Above all, a love for languages. He also developed a keen sense of duty and responsibility, which would influence his long life and his long rule. Not for nothing, he is remembered as Pedro de Magnanimous. And number one in my list, it's another beautiful woman. She is the most charming lady from the movies, Audrey Hepburn. Audrey Hepburn regularly top lists of the most beautiful Hollywood actresses of all time. But the icon was far more than just a pretty face. She was well-read, well-traveled and highly intelligent. What's more, thanks to her family background, she was also a polyglot. According to the most accounts, Hepburn was the star of Breakfast at Tiffany's, was born in Belgium to a British businessman and a Dutch baroness. As a child, she grew up bilingual, bilingual, learning to master Dutch and English before she even started school. As befitted a young girl of her social standing, she was sent to a private school in Belgium, allowing her to pick up some French as well. Hepburn and her mother returned to the Netherlands during the Second World War. The actress once recalled uh, how she spoke Dutch rather than English on the streets of her home city, so just to avoid an, an unwanted attention from the Germans. In later life, Hepburn got married for a second time to an Italian psychiatrist, Andrea Dotti. The couple were together for 13 years, even if both parties enjoyed affairs and had a child together. Oops. This relationship allowed her to spend some many summers in Italy, since she was adept at learning languages and had a strength in Romance languages, she was able to learn her husband's native tongue. Even if some critics argue that her abilities in Spanish and German may have been exaggerated over the years, indeed that's a relative, that is relatively little evidence to suggest she was fluent in the former tongue. Hepburn was undoubtedly a skilled linguistic, as well as being one of the greatest Hollywood icons of her generation. Here you go, my beautiful people, the amazing polyglots in history that I'm sure some of them you probably didn't even know. 
Now, let's hear our fellow colleagues from the polyglots community saying what inspires them, what is their mission as a polyglot. So please help me in welcoming our guest speakers today. We have Aimi Raudam, we have Chase Finnegan, Eduardo Cavalcante, we have Jared Gimbel, we have Matthias Barnat, Barmat, and we have Pankaj Kumar. Hello, Patricia. My name is Aimi Raudam. I live in Tallinn. Uh, you had a question in polyglot groups about uh, mission of being polyglot. Uh, to be honest, I never considered myself as a polyglot. But when you asked about mission, uh, then I realized that yes, I had a mission. Um, one of my missions was uh, to translate a certain type of books from Russian into my native language, Estonian. Uh, it just happened, uh, I never bought before any books in Russian language, but I couldn't uh, put away this book on bookstore. And the only way to read it was to translate straight away into Estonian. By today, there are translated four books of the same author. Uh, and uh, I have got uh, many reviews from readers. They were very happy and I am very happy. So now I understand it's my mission. My name is Chase Finnegan. I'm 30 years old and I'm from Wisconsin in the United States. To summarize my history with languages, my father was a teacher at a Spanish immersion school here and I attended there until I was about eight years old. When I was about 12, I became interested in Japan through Japanese media and I began to pick up words simply out of fun with no intent to learn the language. Around 14, I started to try and learn the language, mostly by trying to match subtitles to speech. I was fluent by 18 and then I changed to an intense daily learning system. I became literate by 22, traveled in Japan at 26, and decided to branch off into Mandarin while going back to improve my Spanish. I hope to learn classical Latin next. I returned to school in 2016 to work towards a degree in linguistics somewhere. I'm not terribly focused on the word polyglot, but rather I'm focused on making effective language learning a part of my daily life. My motivation comes from learning about people from different environments and their backgrounds, along with the history of their culture and language. Hola, mi nombre es Matías Barmat, soy informático y periodista deportivo de Buenos Aires, Argentina, y soy hiperpolíglota, hablo 12 idiomas. Conocer idiomas representa poder acceder a diferentes fuentes de información, leerlas en el idioma de origen, pero también te permite conocer culturas, idiosincrasias y puntos de vista diferentes, diferentes formas de crear conceptos e ideas y diferentes formas de abstraerlas. Y conocer los idiomas naturales es el vehículo ideal para hacerlo. Yo soy Director of Recruitment de HIPEA, Asociación Internacional de Hiperpolíglotas, y mi misión políglota es aprender tantos idiomas como sea posible y difundir el multilingüismo en orden de construir un mundo mejor. Muchas gracias. Namaskar, dosto. Mi nombre es Pankaj Kumar. Soy 22 años. Soy de India. Mi madre hindi hindi. और मैं थोड़ी बहुत अंग्रेजी भी बोल लेता हूं और अभी-अभी मैंने फ्रेंच सीखना शुरू किया है मैं जीवन भर सीखने में विश्वास करता हूं 
मुझे दुनिया भर में अलग अलग देशों के लोगों से बात करना उनकी भाषा और संस्कृति के बारे में जानना और अपनी भाषा और संस्कृति को साझा करना बहुत पसंद है मेरा लक्ष्य है कि अपने जीवन में अपनी आखिरी सांस तक जितनी हो सके उतनी भाषाएं सीखना है धन्यवाद मेरा नाम है एडवार्डो कावोकांची यू सो मा एडोलेसेंट ब्राजिलेरो के आम अप्रेंडर इडियोमास यू फालो इंग्लेस इस्टो अप्रेंडेंडो एस्पेनोल इस्टो नो निवेंट इंटरमीडियारो इ कोमेसे अप्रेंडर फ्रांसेस अ पोको टेम्पो इ एस्पेरो मी टोर्नार उन पॉलीग्लोटा एम ब्रेवे Eu quero aprender italiano e alemão e quem sabe talvez outras línguas também. Eu quero ajudar outras pessoas a aprender essas línguas e por isso eu criei um canal no YouTube que infelizmente eu ainda não postei nenhum vídeo, mas eu pretendo postar em breve e quero me tornar um professor de idiomas no futuro. So to summarize my polyglot mission, I actually got into languages as a result of a means to explore one myself and two also the places that I had a childhood fascination with and so as opposed to many others who really wanted to focus for example on the most useful or most spoken languages on earth i really wanted to learn one the languages of my ancestors and two also the various languages of places that i dreamt about since my early childhood and i still have a fascination with now in case you're curious as to what those places are there the arctic and the south pacific And so as a result back in 2017 I began my Tahitian studies and they were difficult to really get around for the first time because they actually have a lot of pronouns they have dual and also inclusive and exclusive we's not also to mention the relative difficulty of finding many places to use it online with the exception of religious texts and music but there certainly is a lot of music as well And on top of that I fell in love with Greenlandic as a result of a library book I found and I was so much inspired by the language that I actually invested a lot in getting Greenlandic CDs and then I began designing a video game set in Greenland that's going to be released in 2 months and on top of that in 2017 I actually got to visit Greenland and a pen pal of mine had recently released a movie at that time and then he gave me free tickets to see his movie on top of that my primary heritage languages are yiddish and hungarian from my father's side and swedish from my mother's side and i really think that a lot of these work as as uh, one of my friends put it as secret handshakes and uh, to that end i really find that if i demonstrate any knowledge of Hungarian. I don't think I'm quite fluent. I'm certainly not the best. Then it actually I've got in, invited to parties almost 5 uh, minutes into a conversation as a result of my skills of that nature. And then of course, knowledge of minority languages both online as well as in person also proves that you're a member of a secret society. And in that respect, I would not give up my quests for anything and i haven't even gotten to the translation thing yet que maravilha que maravilha e agora voltamos ao português porque agora vamos para o brasil vamos viajar com um poema maravilhoso de um artista carioca que mora em são paulo e ele se chama luiz carlos gadelha 
E hoje vamos ter o prazer, a honra de recebê-lo no programa com um poema da sua, autor, da sua autoria, é, narrado pela sua filha, que se chama Nosso Mais Novo Voltar. Apreciadas senhoras e senhores, eu os deixo com o Luiz Carlos Gadelha, artista, poeta brasileiro, com o Nosso Mais Novo Voltar. O Nosso Novo Voltar Trilhando rumos desconhecidos, perdidos em caminhos opostos, a espera está desguarnecida, o passado ainda postos, desavisada e aturdida lembrança, que não esqueceu o passado, perdido no presente, que não avança, preso no sopro do beijo silenciado. Saudade do teu pensamento. Dói no peito e perco a calma. Quero de novo em você navegar. Encher de amor a minha alma. Triste esse meu sentimento. Não quero morrer no mar. Só quero que as ondas não me deixem na ausência afogar. Quero a nossa vida de volta. Para que cessem os arrepios para que em nossos desejos não haja mais desvios. Um brinde ao novo perfume, da nova emoção solta no ar, para que possamos brindar o nosso mais novo voltar. Uau, que lindo poema, que linda voz. Muito obrigada, Luiz. Muito obrigada pela tua filha também, pela narração do poema. Obrigada a vocês aí no Brasil de estar conosco, sempre nos acompanhar aqui. Nossos amigos é, sempre estão conosco em todo lugar, desde São Paulo, Rio, Itanhaém, Santos. Temos ouvintes em vários lugares no Brasil. Salvador, nossos amigos lá na Bahia. Muito obrigada pela, pela participação de vocês no programa, por acompanhar-nos. E hoje vamos terminando o Café Poliglota. Infelizmente já está chegando no finalzinho e eu vou deixar vocês com muita música e muita alegria porque agora vai vir um set fenomenal do nosso querido DJ inglês Blackburn ele fez o debut dele na quarta-feira conosco aqui no programa ele agora tem um espaço nas quarta-feiras às oito da noite horário de Barcelona cada semana vocês vão escutar alguma coisa nova dele para gente diretamente aqui na Gallery of Ideas e eu hoje vou deixar com vocês a continuação um reprise aqui do nosso querido Blackburn. Um beijo muito grande para todos. Have a wonderful weekend. Take care, everybody. Galeria de Ideias. Apresentação, Patrícia Curti. Participe você também, trazendo novidades, criações e opiniões do Brasil e do mundo. Galeria de Ideias.